1: EEI late night with KJ.
0: What Belichick's done this year, and I know that it's just coach, not executive of the year, but it's hard to separate the two. The moves he made in the offseason, to lay the foundation for the team that he now has, and it's all working, it's all been validated. I think that's why we actually saw a smile from him after the game on Monday night, because that was the not the ultimate final act. That would be hoisting a Lombardi trophy. But where he is right now entering this very late bye week, what they had planned is coming to fruition. Late night,
2: WEEI, part of the W E I Sports Radio Network. Thank you so much for hanging out with KJ617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. Justin, how are you, my man? Best day of the week. It's Friday. Yeah, payday too. They made a song about that. (laughs) But look. What Mike Florio is talking about is what Bill Belichick had to do for himself. There's this book called Forty Eight Laws of Power. It's by Robert Greene. If you you might have heard of it, or you might be, you're talking about, I need to read it. It's one of these classic books that kind of address the modern day society of how you operate in power moves, if you will. And what, you, some people know the rules: never outshine the master, play a sucker to catch a sucker. Avoid the free lunch. I made that mistake one time. Wish I had the book when I took that free lunch. The guy ended up firing me around this time of the year. Avoid the free lunch. But what Bill Belichick has done to himself is the rule called use the mirror effect. So if you're not familiar with the mirror effect, it works two ways. One, Bill in the introspection. But the other one is if you want to show someone their behavior or their failures, hold it up to them so that way they could see it. And Bill's mirror effect was, in effect, about him and his front office moves, his personnel decisions. What was Bill's legacy going to look like as a team builder, specifically after his greatest player in the history of the game, and let's just call it for what he did, just went down and joined the traveling bingo long All-Stars down in Tampa. Went to an All-Star team. Bill had to stand in the mirror and look at himself and say, what is my real legacy going to be? Knowing that the greatest player I've ever coached, who's ever played this game at that position, is gone. So, in fact, right before I joined WEEI, about a year ago, I kind of like took like a couple of months off before I started. It's a long story. I had a podcast. And, Justin, I'm not going to tell you the name of the podcast because, one, if I do, then it will get you to play it on some competitor's player. And I would want you to continue to listen to all the great audio on our Odyssey app for all the shows from Greg Hill to Maloney and Fourier and uh, Gresham Keefe and Mud at Night, you can hear all that stuff on audio. So I'm not going to tell you where the podcast is located. That's just going to give up free points. Plus, I had to go back and transcribe because I can't use the audio. They would get me. But in essence, what I said October of last year in a podcast was that it was never about Bill versus Tom, but Bill versus Belichick. This is the mirror that I'm talking about. See, Bill the coach can stand in any coach's mirror and they'll take notes, they'll take pictures, they'll want autographs. Hey, how do you brush your teeth in the morning, Bill? But when it came to Belichick standing in the mirror, that's the GM. That's the guy who had to convince people to not only come play for him, but sit down in the office and talk about your money. And with no Tom Brady, suddenly there wasn't a bunch of free agents talking about their book report or their dreams of, catching balls from Tom Brady and going to the Super Bowl. Tom's not around. Somehow Bill still had to sell that the coach Bill standing in the mirror was just as important and just as good as Bill the coach. Still to come here on late night, um, it's going to be fun. We got squid games, not a 20 million squid game this time. I mean, let's just face it, Justin. Last year's uh, last week's squid game for like twenty million, it was Broncos Chiefs. These are I think one of them comes in at like three million. <laughs> You're like still like that's no, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's at ten forty five. And you don't want to miss O playoff tree at ten thirty. Back to the Patriots. Without doing a book report of a movie that we all saw happen in twenty twenty. Belichick was teetering in that mirror. He got Cam Newton to come here, probably with the hopes of like, well, maybe there's some people who want to play with Cam. Cam wasn't even able to play with Cam. It was ugly. But in that podcast that I can't tell you where it is or go play, I said Bill had two years. One year to be really ugly, one year to be real ugly, and the other year to start moving the ship forward. It's happened faster than anyone else. Even Cliff Kingsbury, who is up for coach of the year, says this about Belichick. What it feel like to be in the, name, in the conversation for coach of the year with a guy like Bill Belichick? <laughs> I mean, they should just name the award Bill Belichick. And when he
0: retires, like, bring that back. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's like until he retires, I don't think anybody else should get that award, honestly. He should be that every
3: single year that he's coaching.
2: Yeah, for 10 years, Bill didn't get it when the better job of coaching was actually done. It's like Carmelo Malone winning the MVP and Jordan still in the league. Like, come on, bro, you don't do the participation trophy. Call it what it is. But for Bill to turn it around this quick, he really took some real stock in that mirror of Belichick, the GM. We all know Bill the cheapo <laughs> right in the past. Oh, we found a great fifth rounder who could turn around our franchise. Really? But it worked. Why? Because you had the Lord, his savior himself, Tom Brady, as your quarterback. A great quarterback can cover a lot of sins, including the years when the defenses weren't so tight. Bill went out and spent. That's something Belichick wouldn't do. And then, of course, all the noise about Failures in the first round with rookies on the offensive side of the ball. Now I know if you say, well, look at Sony Michelle now. I mean, okay, yeah, I get that. But Sony was good for the playoff run at the Super Bowl. Even if it's just that. My argument has always been look, when you're that good and your first round picks are coming in the late twenties, I mean, you gotta pick or you gotta trade them out. And what are you trading them out for? And that, that just wasn't Belichick or Bill the coach. But in this reflective mirror that Bill had to look into, what was more important? Bill the great coach who's going to break Don Shula's record, or Belichick the GM who's going to get better at this job quick, and the relevancy for his future and for the franchise's future? Here's Mike uh, Lombardi on Maloney and Fourier saying, Look, the Pats turnaround is actually more impressive than what the Bucks have done. Mike, I uh, have a dual role here at EEI, so I wrote a column this morning for the website in which I said what Bill Belichick has done rebuilding the Patriots this year is more impressive than Tom Brady's Tampa
1: title run. And I've gotten <laughs> uh, mixed reviews on the story. Christian Fourier told me I stated the obvious, and a lot of other people told me I'm an idiot and he has to finish the job and win a Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on this sort of two-year window here where a year ago everybody anointed Brady as the winner and Brady as the answer to Brady versus Belichick, and now Belichick has responded with a rebuild?
0: Well, I think he's put the team, in, as as I've often said about Bill, he's always about sustainability. And I think now you have a team where the cap's going to go up to $220 million or something next year, and you've got some older players that probably won't be back but this team has got a foundation that's going to be really good for years to come because the quarterback's really good and he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better and he fits exactly what they want. So, you know, they're going to be able to compete at the highest level every single year because they got the best coach. They're going to have one of the, they have the best offensive coordinator. You know, they've got a really good defensive staff. So I think they're in really good shape. I don't think this has ever been about Belichick and Brady, even though the media wants to make it out that way. This is really about what's best for the Patriots.
2: It's what's best for the name on the front. That's what Belichick had to decide. Bill, he's already been decided. I mean, Coach of the Year, at some point, they may do some type of survey internally and ask, should we change the name of the Lombardi Trophy just to update with our current modern-day fans? Eventually all that analog film, someone eats it up or a moth gets hold of it and suddenly you can't play it. I know NFL Films does a hell of a job keeping film safe, but, you know, it's film. At least you can see Belichick winning stuff on DVD and that stuff. If you remember, DVDs are supposed to last 100 years minimum if you keep them clean and and tucked away. That's what they told you at Best Buy when you used to buy them. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. Are you, more, are you more impressed with Belichick, the GM, now, after all that had been said about him in the past, about all of his bad picks, and look at this bust, and they were a bust, and, I mean, Nikhil Harry is supposed to still be busting, I guess, because he's he's current, so ING means it's still going on. He's, like, busting. You know, it reminds me of the days of when, when Beyonce was younger and single. Uh, true story, I, I kind of know some of these people, right? And they would always say, oh, yes, she's cute, but... And you know what happens? An older, wise man come and marries the girl. Not those young guys who think they can all these do these fancy things and try and... No, it, it still ended up being a classic man who knows how to talk to a girl and pick up a phone and call them or, or write a four-page letter if he has to. That's Belichick. He knew that his strength is defense, and look at the picks. Matt Jones first. And Barmore second, then he takes Ramondre Stevens fourth. So literally two major pieces of this season right now, well, it's called Barmore, a very important piece, are on the offensive end and nobody's screaming, Bill, what are you doing? See, Belichick knew as long as he had Tom Brady, even lockdown defenses... It didn't have to be the worst thing. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. So what? You remember the 2018-19 season? Chucking up the ball just to try to keep up 34, 32, 37, 31 games. Driving people crazy like, where's the defense? They're like, oh, they're just resting for the playoffs. But what Bill has done this season, is it may be more impressive than what we've seen of him so far. Why? Because there's no Tom next to him to do it. And how fast it's been turned around. And so now, if you thought seven weeks ago that there was a 10% chance on the Pats and the Bucks in the Super Bowl, remember, going into the opening game, the Pats dropped down to plus 3,500 to win the Super Bowl. Now think about how how those odds suddenly dropped when you're looking at it now, here's ESPN's Lewis Rickett Riddick on the idea of a Pats Bucks Super Bowl. Lewis, are you buying
4: a Patriots Bucks Super Bowl? Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. And it's because, look, I think, again, both of these teams are, they're built the right way. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their offensive line and defensive lines are two of the strongest in the NFL. Look, they have a lot of continuity on the O-line. They have big, strong, powerful backs. Leonard Fournette has really started to blossom as an all-around back. And we saw what the offensive line could do last year in crunch time when they needed them the most and how the running game could take over. On defense, look, Vita Vea, JPP, William Golston, Dominican Sue Shaq Barrett, Joe Tryon, those guys, look, that, that's as good of a front four or with some kind of rotation of a front four as there is in the NFL. So I think they, they, they have what it takes – along with New England, and we already know how they're built. Green Bay, for sure. Green Bay's not just about Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. You see what their running game is like. You see the physicality that they can play with, which, again, is going to be a common theme for me as we move on down here through the stretch.
2: Yeah, the Bucks are just nothing but the bingo-long-traveling All-Stars. Sometimes the way you get beat is when you have a solid team. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. Jim is in the car, man. Thank you so much for calling WEEI late night. Go ahead, man.
0: So um, uh, thanks for taking the call. Last year, a lot of people were blasting uh, Belichick with the bad year with Cam Newton as a GM. They were just saying he was making all the right decisions because he didn't draft any uh, pro bowl players. But this year, I think it shows that uh, Bill not only has it as a great coach, but he is a great GM and has been. Um, And uh, you know, the picks, All the picks this year, Stevenson um, and uh, Barmore and Mac Jones. So uh, everything's set up this year. They're going to, um, uh, I think, at least make the AFC championship. I think they'll win that. And I think Brady uh, uh, Patriots would be a phenomenal, um, uh, you know, a phenomenal Super Bowl. But I will say this. Rabel made an interesting comment the other day when they asked him, He said it's not about Rabel versus Belichick when they were playing the Titans. He said it's about the teams. I think the Patriots have a great team this year, and Belichick's helped build it and helped coach it.
2: Yeah, Jim, in the car. Thanks for calling, man. Stick around, 1030. You're going to love, oh, playoff tree, oh, playoff tree. How shaky are your branches? It's at 1030. Jim may be on to something. Remember earlier I mentioned this podcast that I cannot play for you, and I had to go back and transcribe it. Oh, my God, it was saying some horrible things. Here's why why it's going to be so fast. Why you're starting to hear some of the niceties come from Tom and from Bill about Bill and Tom. See, Bill was always in the shadow of Parcells until he broke free from the Jets when Parcells pretty much said, well, the job is yours. He's just kind of like, no, I kind of want my own job. What I also mentioned was Tom was in the shadows of Drew Henson when he's at Michigan. I can't forget Lloyd Carr was his coach at the time. Was just totally hummed, hamstrung by Drew playing Drew Henson, and Tom was just kind of that background guy, but he had something, and almost, almost. And the world isn't perfect, but almost in a perfect timing of sorts, that when Tom comes out of college and Bill is now into his second year of coaching a team. He understands what Tom may have to go through being in the shadows of Drew Drew Bledsoe coming into the league. And so for there, they understood what it meant to be second fiddle. Even Belichick went through that in Cleveland, where (laughs) how successful are you going to be when the coach doesn't, uh, when the owner doesn't believe in, I don't know, the team, the city, (laughs) and its leadership? They're gone. So... Belichick was prepared for this moment, even though the moment comes from Cleveland to now, 25 years later. Tom learned from that. That's why Tom decides to go to the Bucks instead of the Cowboys. Because right? Tom could have easily gone to the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, because remember, they were ready to dangle him off to anywhere if something better came along. But Tom knew that he could go to Florida, live tax-free, Him and the wife can go tanning as much as they want. You know, the law's a little bit lax. Guerrero can kind of hang out. It's what people do in retirement, you know? But Tom's not retired. It's just like I'm going to be like, I mean, I hate to use the Pete Rose analogy, but one of these guys that are going to be playing beyond their years and playing at a high level. And there's a respect for both of them, but as, as Jim in the car was just saying, Belichick got in that mirror and said, I've got to show that I could really, really do the GM thing because in the past it was like, hey, I can go get a Junior Seau. I can go get a Darrell Rivas. I can go get a Randy Moss. Well, all of them knew that either if you were on defense, the offense would score, and if they were on offense, that they were going to score. How do you do it when Cam Newton, really like the last train to Clarksville, is your quarterback and you have an aging defense at, the, at last year. And to be able to turn it around this year this fast, I, I, I can't think of any other sports scenario where this has happened, especially in football where it's hardest to do. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. It's KJ. Late night here on WEEI. Like I said, still to come at 1045. The Squid Games. Oh, we, we've got to talk about the comments Mike Milbury made on uh, Greg Hill's show about getting rid of Marshawn and Bergeron. His comments may not be crazy, not because of them being traded, but something else. That's coming at 11-15. Talked about Bill and his, the, the franchise in terms of what he's picked up in free agency. Uh, can we talk more about Matthew Judon possibly being Defensive Player of the Year? Here's Kyle Vannoy. Hey, Judon man, I knew he could rush. I, I feel like some people didn't really pay enough attention to him for some reason in Baltimore. I, what I like I'll about tell you it, why they didn't? Why do you, why do you think that? he is? was a ro- he didn't play as much. Yeah. If you go back and see how much he played in Baltimore, they they rotate their edge edge rushers a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, as a pass, especially pass rushing, you need to get in a rhythm. It's like a pitcher. Well, so I'll give you an example. Last night, going against the rookie Spencer
4: Long, I was started on the stab pro- progression and he knocked me down. So I was like, all right. Later on in the game, I flashed it and faked him. It was the one where Josh Allen scrambled out with the penalty flag, but I should have sacked him.
2: I remember Um It was just like, that. if I didn't get those reps earlier in the game, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Somebody like Judon can really set things up the way you just talked about setting things up. The one thing I was surprised about is that dude, he gets carte blanche to run the hoop at 9, 10 yards, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) No comment, (laughs) brother. See, fun. The team is having fun. Look, when Tom went away, Bill could have eaten up last year and probably started trying to make his way or make himself available, do the Urban Meyer, I'm sick pass, you know, like, oh, I'm burnt out. And then show back up a year later at some team that's completely stacked. No, Bill Belichick stood in that mirror and said, I still have something to prove as a GM. And when you look what he's done with Matthew Judon and bringing Kyle Van Noy back from Miami because he was in flux, but you knew he wanted to be back here. Kendrick Bourne has been a nice addition. Hunter Henry provided a nice security blanket for Mac Jones as Mac was starting to turn that curve earlier in the season. My goodness. Still to come. We'll hear from Bill Belichick and his thoughts of Monday Night's game and how that 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 bodes moving forward, uh, not looking too far ahead with the bit uh, ahead with the Bills. Plus, uh we'll hear from Mac Jones as well here on late night. W-E-E-I. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. Got room for you to take your calls Friday night. But right now, Justin, let's trend, baby. For nearly 30 years,
1: the home of the Boston sports fan. Now here's what's trending on WEEI.
3: All right, here's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics, they're in Phoenix for a date with the Suns tonight. That just tipped off Celtics up or down by three rather 15 to 12. Jalen Brown missing his fifth straight game with hamstring tightness on the Phoenix side. They're without their star Devin Booker as he's also dealing with the hamstring issue. That's why we got a stretch KJ. The Bruins. (laughs) The calisthenics are important. Yeah, they sure are. The Bruins. They have the night off tonight after a three to two win last night over the Oilers. The black and gold will visit the flames on Saturday night. The Patriots are on their bye week this week. But it's a big game for New England's other football team. That would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady and the Bucks will host the Bills on Sunday. And some sad news in the NFL to report here. Former Pro Bowl receiver Demarius Thomas has passed away at the age of 33. Police say there are no indications of foul play. TMZ reported Thomas was dealing with some health issues. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com.
5: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent up to 45 off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
1: we're right back to eei late night with kj on eei
2: So, before I get to the question of the week, Mac, I'm assuming you're you're not going to go anywhere for the bye week?
4: <laughs> no, I'm not.
2: Okay. Do you, Are you going to leave the
1: house?
4: Yeah, I'll probably, um, you know, maybe go out to dinner or something, but okay. nothing crazy.
2: Okay. Well, good. I feel like you need to recharge your battery. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like yeah. this is what the bye week's about, right? Recharging your battery. Yeah, I
4: think, yeah, I think definitely, I mean, a lot of guys are, that's what they said, that was their advice, just take
0: some time off, and then get ready to go for the
2: next week. Ah, The comedic stylings of Christian Fourier, ladies and gentlemen. I'm totally kidding. KJ Late Night here on WEEI, part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network. That's Mac Jones talking about what he's going to do during the bye week. And I'll tell you right now, you got to get all that rest from throwing all those passes on Monday. (laughs) You know you have to be something pretty special to still be able to laugh, to joke, smile when you're a pro quarterback in this league and the coach says you're throwing three times. If there's no bigger humble pie in this game, could you go to Justin Fields say, hey, you're going to throw it three times? Well, why am I in this league? Well, they're trying to figure that out, son, from throwing 12 passes in a game. But you have to be something special upstairs to still be able to have a lot of levity, smiles, after only throwing the ball three times.
0: Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement.
2: There you go. Like, my wife's favorite number is three. I laughed my face off watching that game because, I, I mean, you could have just handed in the regular, you know, these fiberglass helmets and gotten leather helmets. It was great. It was so great. To see. And it was on national television. <laughs> you remember, if you have a little brother, if you remember when you were younger, you used to hold your hand out on the top of their head and, and they would try and hit you, and they would always swing and miss and stand there and laugh. That's literally what happened. I, you got, think about what Bill th- Bill said. I'm going to hand the ball off to Stevenson and to Harris 44 times. And you throw three times. You've got to be something pretty special. He has a lot of fun when he's on with Maloney and 48. Definitely, you know, Mac is – you can hear the smiles – in between his Belichickian learned style of talk, you know, which 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 is appreciated, you know, you don't want a loudmouth quarterback representing New England. People don't like that. There's some pretty interesting games coming up. I'll tell you about that here uh, in a couple of minutes regarding the Patriots fans, which, which you should look out for and what they mean. And coming up, oh Christmas tree, well oh well oh playoff tree. Sometimes I get rid of in, in the way of my own creative self, Justin. Oh playoffs. Don't trip. we all? Don't we all? That's coming in five minutes. But if there's one thing I do question that probably needs to envelop now over the next four games is you might have to let Matt cook a little more because when Damian Harris went out of Monday night's game with the hamstring injury, which was going to be a touchdown, like nobody was going to catch him. There was no heart to tackle it it was like going to be a preview to what you saw with Pittsburgh last night against the Vikings. You do realize that both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson were both in the concussion protocol just two weeks ago. So if there is one thing that may be cooking behind the scenes is Mac. these last games, some of them may be on your arm and I'm okay with that. Especially after you're good for just throwing three passes in an entire football game in the modern era. That is all right. All right, here's some games to keep an eye on over the weekend and how these lead into the playoffs. Uh, Baltimore-Cleveland is going to be interesting because the weakness for the Browns is actually letting Baker Mayfield be in charge, and the last time the Ravens played the Browns, 40 yards rushing is all they gave up. So what the Browns do best, the Ravens stopped last time and let's just say if Baker Mayfield and his girlfriend or his wife, I think it's one of one of others. if they're busy on on Twitter by the third quarter, that's a team that's falling apart and may just completely fall out of the back of the playoff line. Jacksonville at Tennessee. If Julio Jones is allowed to come back from his IR stint, he worked out uh, on Wednesday. They still don't know he's questionable going into uh, Sunday's game. Um, it's not going to be a 37-19 game like it was before. It'd be a little bit closer because there's no Derrick Henry. And I do not see Hilton, uh, Hillard, uh, Hillard and uh, uh, Freeman both running for 100 yards each like they did against the Patriots and still lost. Raiders at Chiefs. The Raiders are the strangest team in the league. They are literally hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Okay, so when the Chiefs put 422 points up, uh, passing yards up on them against them a few weeks ago, Like, the next week, they, like, held their team down to, like, like 170. Then the following week, it was, like, 373 against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Then last week against Washington, even though they lost, it was only 189. So, as you learned in math class, when you talk about, like, what is the pattern? A high, a lot of passing yards for the Chiefs. Raiders may get eliminated out of the playoff picture. Chiefs may put a little more heat on the teams in front of them. Bills at Bucks. Let me play Bill Belichick's comments on the Greg Hill Show before I get to this Bills-Bucks game.
5: Bill, since the weather made it such a wild game, will you be able to take anything from that uh, to use film-wise when you go to prepare for them at the end of the month?
0: <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that last night. We can we can use our whole passing
3: game.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the all pass plays that we have, they haven't seen. so <laughs> We can use all of them next time we play them. That <laughs> game plan has already been made.
2: See, there's laughter because you embarrassed the Bills on national television. While many people across the country are like, "Oh, that game was boring," every Patriots fan and everybody in New England just belly laughed. It's like Bill Burr was doing stand-up comedy. And it's not, a, it's not, it's not ironic that dude looks like Bill Burr, at least when he's angry. McDermott,
0: with all due respect, it's not a Bill Belichick type thing.
2: Yeah, bro, rent-free in your head, both on the top and bottom levels in the two-family, and it's going to get worse. See, because if Bill Belichick is the conscience that bothers you, McDermott, Tom Brady is your subconscious, (laughs) and it's not pretty. See, because you don't think that Tom has an interest in putting the Bills two games back in the AFC East? Like, Tom is like, yeah, I I want those guys that just embarrassed you the Bills may get embarrassed twice on television in less than a week, nationally. It's going to happen. Because, hey, this Bills team is going to try and prove they can stop the run. They can stop Fournette. They can stop Thomas Jones as the back of one. Guess what happens? Grunk scores two touchdowns. It's a 24-7 game before you can say, uncle. And the only markets that will not be seeing... This Bills-Tampa game? San Francisco, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Seattle, Baltimore. In other words, everybody is going to see this game and see you get embarrassed on national television for a second straight time. But it's the holiday season, and no better gift than seeing the Bills cry and the playoff tree. Hit it, Justin. Oh, playoff tree. We're hanging like cliff branches. Oh, playoff tree. Oh, playoff tree. Oh, what's our team's playoff chances? So I'm just going to do the AFC just for time constraint. Oh, no, I'm going to do both. I think I can get to both here. I just won't do worst-case scenario. So, of course, the Patriots at one, at Indy, at Bills, uh, Bills at home, Jacksonville at Miami. Worst-case scenario, finishing out. Patriots finish 11-6. That's a Christmas gift in itself right there. Would you not say, Justin? I would agree with that. Man, add a fourth hoe to Santa's chant for that because I don't think anyone, I think best case scenario, people saw it was 10-7 and seven, and I think now the worst case scenario is 11-6. The two seed, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville, then at the Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, then at Texans. I think their worst case scenario is 12-5. and five. I mean, look, Jacksonville, Dolphins, and Texans. You may, as a collective whole, we may be cheering loudest for the Dolphins the week before we play the Dolphins. At the number three seed, Baltimore. At the Browns, Green Bay. At Cincy, the Rams, and the Steelers. <sighs> Ooh, that's not pretty. I think their worst-case scenario is 10-7, and and that may be closer to what they may finish. The Chiefs right now at 8-4, and and the fourth seed, Raiders at the Chargers, Steelers at the Bengals, at Denver. Oh, my gosh. Is this like an unwrapped toy underneath the tree? Worst-case scenario for the Chiefs, 11-6. Chargers at 7-5, have the Giants, the Chiefs, at the Texans, Raiders at Broncos, I think that's manageable. And their worst case scenario is 11 and six. The Bengals at the sixth seed, 49ers at Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs at Cleveland. Mm. Worst case scenario, I say, is 10 and seven. And they're seven and five now. The Buffalo Bills sitting at seven at Tampa, Panthers at the Pats, Atlanta, and the Jets. Worst-case scenario, 10-7. and seven. So if I did my playoff tree, oh, playoff tree, the Patriots have week one of the playoffs off. Bengals at Ravens. I have the Bengals with the upset. Chargers at the Chiefs. I think playing a team a fourth time, a third time in the NFL is dangerous. The Chargers upset the Chiefs. The Bills would then face the Patriots, and then would be the Bengals at the Chargers.
3: And the Bengals well, already beat the Ravens.
2: There you go. So I'm looking at Chargers at Patriots for the AFC Championship game with the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. This is absolutely crazy. Playoff trees not lying to me so far, Justin. In the NFC, no worst case scenarios. But Arizona, Green Bay 2, Tampa's 3, Dallas 4, Rams 5, Washington football team 6, San Francisco's at 7. Arizona gets the first week off. San Francisco at Green Bay. We'll call that Green Bay. Washington football team at Tampa. That's Tampa. Rams at Dallas. I mean, Cowboys will wreck the bed. Rams at Arizona. Tampa at Green Bay. Justin, do you want to hear something crazy? Let's hear it. That Tampa at Green Bay game, if it's played on that Saturday night, temperatures in Green Bay in the low 20s with snow flurries. I've checked the almanac. I wasn't wrong about the Bills game, was I? So, Rams at Green Bay... If there's a snow game in Green Bay in Tampa, I think it's interesting how Brady's career could potentially get bookend with another snow game on a Saturday night in Green Bay. Last Green time he was in Bay,
3: Green Bay through three interceptions too.
2: See, and now with snow on the horizon and the temperature already in the mid-20s for that night, if it's that Saturday night game, it's snow. If it's the Sunday afternoon game, there's no snow. It's just cold. But I have Tampa as the NFC champions giving you, playoff tree, the Patriots and the Bucks, and it doesn't sound crazy. All right, coming next, we're playing squid games. Got three games that got five-leg parlays in them. Each of them pays a million dollars. That's next here on WEEI Late Night with KJ. Thanks for hanging out. If your day sounds like. We need the
1: report ASAP.
2: You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame,
3: two more rips, two more.
2: You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the the fighter. Trick responsibly,
4: beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois.
5: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.TV.
1: EEI Late Night with KJ on EEI.
2: If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling and needs support, in Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit mahelpline.org. Nationwide, visit ncpgambling.org slash chat. The following segment is for entertainment purposes only and should not be taken seriously.
0: Welcome to the Squid Games, where your bets and your debts have a chance. But remember, it's all fun until your kidneys are on the line for $100 million
2: more. Then, it's the Squid Games. Ah, yes. High stakes gambling at its finest, minus... Kidneys needed. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI, part of the WEEI Sports Radio Network. Thank you so much for hanging out. You know, Justin, thank you so much for working tonight. My, My daughter has a sick mind like myself, so you know when you have the Netflix profile pictures? Like mine is Luke Cage. Hers is like the Lucy girl from Red Light, Green Light, and Squid Games. I'm like, you're crazy.
3: I always mess with those things at home.
2: Yeah, I still can't find the right one for my wife. Like, so hers is still Will Smith. Got to be Better careful give... with that one, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't put up like some some old woman or somebody from like uh, the incredible Kimmy Schmidt or whatever that show's called. All right, here are three squid games where you put $1,000 down, you make it to one of the big houses, you play a five leg parlay, same game. All of these squid games this week, Justin, pay out at least. A million dollars, can use that around the holidays. Pssh, Smart, you know of what? Course. I would go ahead and just burn down the tree. You know, <laughs> baby, I'm just—I want a bunch. I'm gonna burn down the tree. Let okay, the house no. go with it. Yeah, why not? We'll get—we'll buy a better house. Not with—not well, with it. Well, not with a million. <laughs> you might just be buying a neighbor. All right, Cowboys at Washington. You ain't—you ain't moving to Weston. You need more money, boy. Uh, Cowboys at Washington. Washington to win plus one sixty. Washington by 7 to 12 points. Now keep in mind, they've won five in a row. And the Cowboys have been skidding. Washington by 7 to 12 points plus 600. Cowboys score under 19 and a half plus 275. Washington scores over 26.5 plus 175. And take tight end Ricky Seals-Jones to score And Washington wins plus 600. $1,000 bet yields $1,312,812.50 on a rivalry game. Falcons at Panthers. I call this one the Cam Newton Special. Take the Falcons to win plus 130. Falcons score over 26.5, plus 260. Falcons by 13 to 18 points. Damn, Cam, stop throwing the ball. Plus 1,100. Panthers score under 16.5, plus 240. Take Falcons minus 3.5 and and over 40.5 points, plus 450. $1,000 bet yields. $1,850,032. $1,850,032. Probably about the same amount as Cam Newton's contract worth last year. Forecasting
3: that one calls for rain as well. Oh,
2: so you know. I, tch, look, if Cam will throw interceptions standing next to his own end zone in sunny Miami. oh, <laughs> Lay the ball down, throw the ball around. Hey, might be a squid game you consider. The final squid game. Lions at Broncos. Lions win again. Plus 340. The Broncos lead at halftime. But the Lions win. Plus 1200. Lions over 20 and a half. Plus 210. Lions win by one to six points. Plus 650. Lions and the under of 43 and a half. Plus 725. Damn! $1,000 yields $10,970,675. And that game may be more believable because the Broncos
3: stink and moving the ball forward. They're horrible. And they use Melvin Gordon again. It's... um,
2: What I saw with them with Kansas City... I would say, you know what? Bet against the Broncos for the rest of the year. Hey, check out the BetQL app. Tell you what, five-star bets exist. I mean, it's not going to give you these Squid Game bets. It's not going to tell you how to bet. It's going to say what bets are out there. The Squid Games bet. That's why it has a disclaimer at the beginning of it. Like, scared money don't make none. I guess that's what I'll have to change to once we get to basketball season, just to keep up with the demographic. I'm sorry. That's kind of funny. Coming next... All this talk about Damon Lillard to the Celtics. Look, I know it's legal in the state of Massachusetts, but put it down. I'll tell you why. Plus, also coming up, Marshawn and Bergeron? Huh? That's at 1130. Hang out for the second hour. KJ Late Night here on WEEI.